0: Are you nervous about your first pod or what?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: Maybe maybe more nervous about this than playing basketball, I guess. You don't have to think out there, right? You just play.
1: So, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: How's it feel to be a champion?
1: How does it feel to be? I don't know. It feels good. I mean, obviously, you always want to win, so that's fun, right? I mean, if you grind for three months with a group of guys, it's, it's cool. Finish it off with the victories so yeah feels good start thinking about the next session already though right you gotta get to turn the page so
0: yeah i think uh the wise words of donnie would know this tom brady you know if you ask him what's his favorite super bowl you know what his answer is the next one the next one that's what it's all about the next one yeah, so, for sure. So, are you still uh, riding your high horse, or are you back down to earth, ready to hunt down another one? Oh, I
1: don't. I don't think I'll be the one hunting down. You know, just depends on the uh, depends on the squadron, right? That's for the top guys to hunt down the next one. So, see, you're built built on the team with.
2: So, you did your job as a captain. Uh, now, now the challenge is going to be to win one and help your team that someone else builds. Um, I find it way more challenging to, to win a championship, even to make it to the playoffs sometimes when getting drafted. You don't always get drafted in the right spot, um, but, uh, and you, you don't get drafted on teams that players just show up and stuff. So um, you, you did a good job of drafting guys that will show up every week and, and guys that will grind with you and that can buy into what you want to do. It worked out perfectly for you. I was not at the game. Uh, I know Zemer did the stats. They were pure again. You got the Peterson turnovers and everything. Um, let's talk about the game. You know, how, how did, uh, how did it
0: go since I couldn't make it? Uh, I mean, the first half was, first half was pretty close. Um, back and forth for the most part. Um, battling, you know, it seemed like both teams were scoring a lot of points. And I looked up and the halftime score was like 34, 31 or something, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just the style of play, but. No, the game opened up in the third quarter. They started. They actually got up on us.
1: They got up on us by four points there in the second quarter. We kind of came out and it felt like we were, you know, started off good. And they made a little run. And early second quarter, out. I
0: want to say. You guys were up after the first, early second quarter. They went on a run, took a lead. And then you guys came yep. back. And then it was, yeah, you guys had a, a two or three, four point lead at half. And then second quarter, yep. I think Timmy Russ and. Sean Hurt started to hit some threes, and the three-point shot yeah. was an equalizer. I mean, you guys made threes. They didn't, you know, and I think that was kind of the story all session for that team. You know, I think I looked going into the fourth quarter. Um, I think TJ had hit two. I know Ricky hit one in the corner, and then Lewis and Booch hit a couple, <laughs> couple garbage threes late, but, yeah, I mean... You guys had them three or four to one from behind the three-point line going into the fourth quarter. So, three-point shot—it's the ultimate equalizer. And it's Steph Curry going for the the record tonight. Ask Curry about how important the three-point shot is. Yeah, they've
2: been. He's overthinking
0: it. He's overthinking it these days.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. What Curry? Sixteen
2: away. (laughs) Yeah. He's making up excuses because he can't make a three anymore. But watch, once he breaks the record, he's gonna go on a tear. He's gonna have like three games in a row with ten threes. I'm calling it.
0: I mean he had like, um he had like six last night or something, so I think he'll be alright. Yeah.
1: No, he's fine. Sort of like what Zemer was saying. You're right. We were trading we were trading threes for twos. I mean, that's how it felt. I think that's how we kind of built that cushion in the third quarter. Like you said, Timmy went off and then Sean hit some shots too. And that's kind of where we started to get separated. And we were up by 15. And they they actually came out in a zone to start the fourth quarter, which was a little was a little weird because but it actually because uh, we started missing just wide open threes that we were hitting earlier in the game, so it was weird. So we kind of yeah. Uh,
0: Z- mm-hmm. You laughing
1: at my hairline? Z- yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, better
0: after I But yeah,
1: I think, there you go. They they lingered and and we missed some free throws and so. But I mean, I don't know. They uh they play hard, man. I mean, like coming into the game, they obviously had beat us twice. So I think, you know, psychologically they probably felt like pretty good about it. But
2: I think we. What kind of adjustments did you guys make after losing them twice during the year? What kind of adjustments did you guys make to uh, to make the difference in the championship?
0: Do better, I bet. What do you yeah, think? So yeah. <laughs> Made more yeah. shots?
1: Yeah. Dude, no, I, I think we had a plan. I mean, the first time we played them was a disaster. It was our first time together as a whole squad, and our shot selection was just horrible. And we didn't – nobody knew who was shooting, how much they were shooting, and, like, what roles you were going to play. And so that was a game we learned a lot from because after that, we did a lot of talking. and It was kind of like we got to do something different. <clears throat> Second time we played them, I think we were kind of guilty of not getting up for the game. You know, we'd already made the playoffs and felt like we didn't have a lot to play for. And they were playing for their lives and they just beat us, man. They just played harder. I mean, they wanted it and they just kind of whipped us. And then we had Liam subbing and another sub. And I don't know, Liam's instant offense, but I think his offense kind of like threw off Timmy and Sean probably a little bit. And then we were a little bit slower on defense. So I think this game, what we looked at it was, is you know, Call's going to do his thing on Boots and guard him. And then Jimmy, Jimmy's groin was still messed up, which we didn't tell anybody. So he was a little, little, I don't know, sketchy trying to move laterally. And then Sean obviously was hurting, weren't just playing possum. So they were going to kind of try to take turns on Nate. But Hurt said he was up to it, so he guarded him. So that was good. And then I think, you know, we were just going to see if if Nate was hitting from outside. You know, he can, his mid-range was, is tough when it's going. So we are going to kind of see if he was hitting outside and then try to kind of let him shoot a little bit to start the game and then I was guarding Sam and I I just went under all the ball screens with Sam and to kind of see if he was going to hit from outside first starting because once he turns a corner left on you and get you on your back hip you know on this back hip if you're smaller like I am it's tough so I went under luckily Sam wasn't hitting really outside today or that day and neither was Nate as much so I think that helped and then you know Jimmy and and Scotty, you're just going to stick to TJ, and then Tim just kind of lingered in the middle of the lane off Gallman, helping when we got broke down because you know they're going to get to the basket. So, you know, he was there, and then Call was in the lane a lot because Booch, <clears throat> Booch, isn't wasn't shooting outside as much, so Call was kind of able to hang out in the lane too. So I think that helped. So, there you go, Brian. That was kind of the thoughts. That's a lot of that's a lot of talking.
0: God, I remember my first pod. Yeah, you're on mute, by the way, Brian. Yeah, geez, I remember my first My, pop my, my dogs are guys. barking, so
2: I don't want them interrupting.
0: Hey, man, when you uh, talking can't get Windsor and I to shut up and you just gave us about three minutes of poops intellect and he's you saying you're talking too much. Come on, you're the guy out there. I, I don't think he's talking
2: him. too much. He's, he talks as much as uh, as he does with his team. I, I, I'm under the impression that um, he spends at least uh, 30 minutes a day on, on his uh group chat and then maybe an hour every other day with sean personally um, yeah i mean you can't ask an
1: engineer to start like like thinking and analytically talking about something so that's, that's like a disease but no i i talked to hertz a lot we it's been fun man we we talked this whole season so much call you know how call is you're gonna get like one message a day from him he's gonna look at like all, all the messages from from uh, Ertz and I, and he's gonna respond like once at like 10 o'clock at night, and then he's out. You're not gonna hear anything else from
0: him. so Yeah, but, and his message is yeah. gonna be like, "We gotta get stops. We gotta rebound. <laughs> we gotta grind."
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he's and then Jimmy. Jimmy likes to talk too. Yeah, we all talked, I think. And then I see Tim a lot in the mornings, anyways, playing ball. So I talked to Timmy. Timmy's not a huge
0: talker
1: in the messages, but yeah, man, I love, I love it, man. That's
0: fun. Cool. I think that's an underrated aspect of this league. I mean, obviously, cohesiveness on the court is one thing, but uh, how cohesive are you off the court? You know, how many teams don't talk to anyone until they roll in on Sunday? You know? For sure. I mean, I bet you got got a lot of teams that they don't say a single word from when they walk out of the gym Sunday until they walk back in Sunday. You know, maybe (coughs) a couple guys talk, but, I mean... I think that's an underrated value of this league and team success, you know, but yeah, it, that's,
1: that's part of the fun, man.
0: It's like strategizing, and talking about
1: it, trying to figure out, you know, where you got strengths and weaknesses and stuff. And I don't know. I feel like our team this session wasn't very sexy. I mean, we didn't have, I mean, you look at us on paper. I mean, it's like, you know, they're top three in the championship game. Way, way, way better. You know, sexier than we are. We're just kind of grinded all season and tried to, muck up the games, I think, was kind of the strategy, and I don't know, I mean, when I traded with uh, Nate before the, you know, before the draft, everyone was kind of like, ooh, you know, like, that might be crazy, whatever, because I essentially gave up the top-tier guy, you know, I probably would have had, like, a butcher Reed or arm get, and I don't know, I wanted to try and just have, like, five really solid guys that we could, you know, grind with, and I actually built it kind of around call. You know, made that trade thinking I get Call at ten. I did the same thing with the last team I built. I I got Call at nine, and paired him with Reese. But I think the way I love playing Call the way he plays, man, he just does everything, all the little crap that nobody, nobody notices. Fun, and then you know, I just felt like Hertz with him was going to be a good combo. And then because uh, I mean, Sean is so unselfish. I mean, he honestly does about scoring points or passing He just wants to win. Like, That's the way he plays.
2: Yeah. And then, you, you talked about Sean a lot about how how he was kind of using bulletin board material uh, throughout the year, the podcast, and whatever Windsor had put on the group meeting message. Talk about talk about Hertz a little bit. I feel like he's he's like kind of a you know a MVP of your team. You know he 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 kind of does everything yeah. and makes the team go and he's playing well. Yeah, you guys are playing well. Yeah, I and mean, he's quietly confident. I think. To the point.
1: He doesn't say a lot, but uh, he definitely is uber competitive. And, like, I mean, he wants to win, man. I mean, that's just the way he is. And I think that, uh, you know, he would never say it, but he got drafted. You know, where I drafted and some people were like, oh, you know, that was a reach or whatever. And I think Windsor was kind of giving him a hard time about it, too, even. And uh, So I think he was really motivated to show that, you know, he could he could play. But he didn't have to do it by scoring the most points on our team, man. I mean, that's not what we needed. You know, he didn't have to carry the whole load like some of the ones do. So I think that's why it was perfect. And then, you know, he'll play defense, he'll rebound, he'll do it. He had a triple-double, his, you know, season one game, which, I mean, I don't know how often you see that in this league, but I feel like that's got to be pretty rare. So, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I can't say anything, you know, bad about him. I I think he came into the season a little rusty, too. So you can tell by we got the back half of the season, man, his three and his shot was going a lot more. And he was great with call, I think, you know, those two together was great. And then Timmy, I mean, like I know a lot of guys have, you know, beat Timmy up about his shot selection, but honestly, I think Tim and Call together was a nice was a nice blend as well because Call doesn't care about shooting. He'll play defense. He can guard down low. You know, Tim didn't Tim could do his thing on offense. And then Hertz doesn't care about shooting either. So I mean I feel like those two together were a perfect fit with Timmy. I mean Tim obviously took the most shots, but I mean when Tim gets hot, He's stepping into his shots in a rhythm, and you're getting the ball in the right spots. And he's not, you know, as far out away from the three-point line and trying to trying to dribble too much, you know, and stuff. I mean, he's he's tough, man. He can he he's a matchup nightmare for bigs, I think. And he does set really good ball screens. I love you know ball screens with him and and stuff. So I think Tim Tim was was awesome for us this season.
2: Speaking of speaking of Tim, uh, he uh, he is now the two-time defending. NBA champ, the only one to win the last session and this session getting drafted in the third round. I think his, I think his draft stock might go up. Um, I don't know if he's going to jump too high, but, um, he's proven that he might throw up some crazy shots and take, uh, um, plays off on defense, but he, uh, he's definitely the winner.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, he, he can get hot. I know Zemer Zemer can, and, and wins are both. I feel like, you know, the shot selection sometimes they give him a hard time, but like I said, I, you, you gotta t- you gotta take that, you gotta live with it. Some of the games because I mean he can he can put up thirty like quick, so.
0: Well, I mean that's that's the player he is. You can't. I mean, you're not gonna tell him to stop hunting the shot. You know, if he stops hunting the shot, then then you're completely yeah. you're guarding your own player. So I mean, yeah, I think it's more so just you know, the timing of the shots, you know, the situation. Um, yeah. I mean he I, hits, he hits shots he hits tough shots and and they're big you know i I think the pairing a guy like him and Jimmy up with call, specifically call um, works out <laughs> really well just because I mean call will still i mean he has the ball in his hands more than people think, oh yeah and. He almost. He's a good he passer. Plays, Great passer. Yeah, and the way he plays, he almost like forces the possession to go a little longer than it needs to. You know, like yeah, it call does that little you know jab and drive right he, one in a hundred times he's looking to score, and it's really just to like make the defense guard longer. And when you have a guy like that, that literally is. Basically calming a possession And you have two guys that are Looking to be more aggressive and fire I mean it's it's not a Bad blend I I know call Prefers to play with Gunners scorers Because he has no problem doing All that dirty stuff and Which Makes perfect Achoo. sense on why he wanted Jimmy. You know a guy yeah, that, And that's and, well, I, you and It's it. the call effect I don't see it's the Call effect I've i play with him for a long time and he prefers to play with guys that score the ball. Like when he goes to the Princeton Club, he prefers to play with Coco because Coco's going to score. Like a lot of people don't prefer playing with him, but if you side him up with scorers, which is a lot of times in that draft, I think we talked about it. His draft position is always in the late first, early second, he always gets paired up with a really good scoring sidekick. And then yeah. generally he has input on his captain, which he's normally going to go for someone that talent wise might be a little higher, but might be more of a risk, which in this case, Jimmy higher talent, sometimes more of a risk trickier for certain guys to play with, but not <laughs> call. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a huge reason for a lot of the success. Paul likes to play with guys that are higher risk because he doesn't have to sacrifice as much. And, and we, t- it's funny you
1: say that senior, because like, so I knew I was gonna, as soon as I made the trade, I made the trade with Nate to get call because I just love playing with him. I played with him in the first session with Hag and those guys. And it was fun. I picked him last session. We didn't get to start and paired him with Reitz and then we didn't get to finish, but I liked, like that team. And then, so I got him, I made the trade. I knew I had him and I started talking to him. I said, what do we want to do? You know, who do you think, who do you think? So we started talking about pairing up and we both felt like Hertz was like, well, let's, let's, let's give this a shot. So. And I started talking to her. about two days before the draft. I'm going to you. I'm going to call. And then after that, honestly, I didn't think Tim would be there when I was taking my third pick, but when he was there, I was like, I, I wanted Tim, So I, I took Tim because I like playing with him in the mornings and stuff. Like I said, I know he's, I know he's tough for some people, but for me, I, I really like playing with him. I think he's, I think his ceiling was so high at that point in the draft. I could not take him and with his offense and the dawn and then, we got to the we got to that second third pick because I made the trade with Nate and I had two third rounders, and Jimmy was there and Jimmy had such a high ceiling too. I mean, like you were saying, you were saying maybe like can be wild, whatever. But Jimmy Jimmy played awesome for us this season, man. Like he he really picked his spots. Like he played defense, he slashed when he could, and he was you know for the most part we're shooting open shots. So like when he was our fifth guy, like our starting five, I mean I, that helped so much because. I felt like one through five, you know, our starting five, like Jimmy being our fifth guy in the way he, he kind of sacrificed, I think compared to how he normally plays because there just wasn't as many shots and he, he kind of fit into the fit into it. So I, I thought Jimmy played really, really good for us, man. And he stepped up in the championship game and hit those free throws. I felt good for him after last week. Cause you know, he made that turnover and he's so hard on himself. That guy, like he, he's like so hard on himself. I can't believe, I mean, he really cares about winning too. So he plays hard. And then, I gotta, I gotta say one thing about Scott Rip. Scott, Scott, we we got lucky there, man. Like, I, I think he, you know, him being there. When I was picking, I didn't even think about it. I was taking him, and I I feel bad for him because I think he sacrificed more than anybody on our team. Because I know he would have liked to have played more. I think he's used to playing more throughout you know his life playing basketball. But man, he's smart. He's like he's gonna knock down open shots. And like when he came in the game and we were guarding, like you know. The other team's, like, bench player, he's really crafty in the post. He always had a good matchup if the other team's sixth guy was guarding him, I felt like, for the most part. So, Scott was, like, no one really talked about it as much, but, man, like, him being our sixth guy, that was that was big. And I, I hope next session, I think next session he'll probably find himself, you know, he was one pick away from being in the starting lineup, and I know that had to be hard for him because, dude, he's a competitor too. So
0: Well, he's easily, he's easily a guy that could have gone – early fourth i mean i think a lot of people weren't even familiar with who scott ripple was um so yeah i mean that i mean your your last pick guy not being a roy is pretty large right
2: huge the fact that you had the first pick in the last round you have to add that to the reason why you guys won it's always oh, it, a integrated
1: aspect big time yeah it, de- it definitely helped. I mean, like, so, I mean, I just, I don't know, man, the whole season, we didn't, like I said, we didn't have a sexy team We and we had different people doing different stuff. We were all just grinding. I think we felt like we were just kind of a bunch of average Joes playing together, trying to figure out how to kind of like gel. And by the end of the season, we kind of came together, you know, we didn't have that that top tier. We didn't have a Zemer or a Booch, you know, we didn't have the arm We just had to kind of do it by committee. So...
0: I'm pretty worthless right now, to be honest. Uh, I'd like to go into Jimmy there. Um, You talked about while Jimmy played. I mean, I personally believe a lot of that is because he played off the ball, mainly. Um, You were the primary ball handler. Probably next up was like call or hurts. And Jimmy played off the ball. I think if you can get Jimmy to play off the ball more. Not that he can't play on the ball, but I think he's a lot more effective when he's cutting and slashing and catching passes on the wing than he is initiating offense. And I think that was that was a good pick, especially with with uh, you guys kind of kind of controlling the basketball a little more. So, did you guys take a look at the past
2: past champions that I shared with you yesterday? I did. I, I looked at I, 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 I don't, don't
0: look I don't look at any of that because it makes me want to vomit. I feel like I've been on six teams that should have won this league. I should should have six fucking titles in this league. <laughs> Chaz something for Mitch Mitch. Windsor can Windsor can attest. I you know love Chaz. He's a grinder, but no one touches us within 10 points if Mitch Mitch isn't in the Dells for some badger party or Woman days, whatever. Part of the league, man.
2: It's part of the Take league,
0: and... Yeah, well, we still should have won even with Chaz. It's kind of the disgusting uh, I part. I saw four
1: names. Four names jumped out at me on that on that list, Brian. I noticed yeah. Sam, Sam. Sam's name's on there a lot. And, yep. And... Call, Zemer, and Nate Lewis. Those are the four names that jumped out at me. I didn't, like, tag them, but I felt like
2: those are the four I saw the most of. Um, We talked about Don and how the Don effect and all that. He's won. This is our 10th session, and he's won four out of the 10 titles. Uh, There is definitely a uh, Don effect. Uh, He definitely makes his team better without doing so much offensively. Um, It's pretty impressive. Uh, Also, those guys that you mentioned all have also won. Don's won four, and other guys you mentioned have won three. But you didn't mention Rocky, who has won three, and he did it twice as a captain, which uh, I think – I think that deserves some credit too. He's the only one, only captain to win it more than once. Um, I know he's gotten a bunch of opportunities where, you know, you, a rookie captain for your first session gets, a cha- uh, you know, gets his first ship, but, uh, uh, I think Rocky needs some recognition. He does. He does. Uh, he's, he's pretty volatile. He, he can win a championship or he can just kind of quit on his team. Uh, but, uh, he, he, he was a contender this year too. So, um, Rocky definitely deserves some some credit when it comes to
0: championships in this league. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think he's ever going to be listening to this. Not because no, I mean, obviously, obviously, he's a big hater on the pod. If you guys don't know that, uh, but he's probably no longer alive. Is as I'm assuming he's passed <laughs> in South America, judging <laughs> by some of the pictures he sent. Man, I'm not sure. He looks sophisticated, seen. drinking wine and stuff now.
2: That's not Rocky. yeah
0: type of drugs is he on uh
2: that i don't know what kind of drugs that got in south america but
0: he can't wait to i get just thought to it, and get the shiners
2: i don't care if he's listening or not he deserved the uh the credit for, yeah. for being the only captain to win twice um i was gonna say too, i know right I, yeah.
1: I i because I mean, you're kind of transitioning out of it so i was gonna say on the on the game i was gonna say for like lewis and and those in his squad like man we could have played him 10 times and they could have beaten us 10 times you know what i mean It's just we we came out we we're, were making shots i mean they're
0: they're they're a good squad and i just think that like their shots weren't going so i mean
1: that was i don't
0: know they're they're good man did so. you practice that let's beat them and then say a bunch of nice words about them after god it's genius yeah genius, genius Oh, no, man i mean it
1: <laughs> dude the first two times we played them the first game we played them i'm not joking lewis made all his mid-range shots it was ridiculous he was like fading away hitting his 10 12 footers booch was just like being patient. The second time we played him, I felt like Booch had the ball on the wing, like in the block area for like 30 seconds of possession. He was just like, you guys are going to play defense. I don't care. <clears throat> and so, I mean, like, you know, they were so patient the second time we played them. And then Sam was driving and slashing. And I mean, Gallman and DJ were making shots, you know, when we played them the second time. So, I mean, it's a make or miss league, right? That's what they say about everything. And, like some days it's going.
0: And I think, you know, so I just,
1: I mean, I genuinely mean
0: that. Yeah, I, I think those guys are a lot of those guys are kicking themselves after the way they played Sunday. Um not that you guys didn't have have some effect on that, but I mean the way they played the Sunday prior, it was like night and day different. You know, and I think part of that is is I mean the consistency of their perimeter shooting. I just don't Yeah. I just don't know if you know you catch them on an off night they're pretty beatable you catch them on a good night and it's tough yeah but
1: yeah they, they let me off the hook too man the uh i was talking to booch afterwards i mean they were setting a lot of ball screens and i was able to go under so we weren't having to switch as much but there was a couple of times they switched with switched, switched and then i ended up in the post and i i was getting out of there as fast as i could but one time gallman there was one possession the whole game gallman got me on the post and just turned around and shot it but like you know they didn't. I felt like they didn't hunt me out to put me on the block like they could have. But I was trying to get out of there as fast as I could. I mean we were we were switching out of the post pretty quick if I got down there. But I uh, they were such a big team, you know. So I think I think we caught a break there. They didn't stay focused on trying to just punish me.
0: Yeah. Couldn't get Ricky going either. Ricky had one one triple, you know. He yeah. Gave, he gave me a nice booty call at one thirty the night before. Just wasted. All geared Uh-oh. up all geared from up pizza the ranch, yeah. Hope Rick's all right. Don't worry about him. I TJ told me that Booch got nicked up in that game, too. So, yeah, he said he yeah. got banged up in the first quarter.
1: That's what I heard, man. He uh bumped knees with hurts, I think. And like, I don't know, man. I was worried coming into it because like Sean and Jimmy were both like not moving laterally at all. So, it was like, how are we going to guard these guys when we can't even move sideways, you know, half of our our perimeter
0: defense. But. I haven't been able to move sideways for a decade, yet for some reason people still pick me in the top three. Hopefully this, a- hopefully this ruptured Achilles fucking pushes me back to the third or fourth round, so I can get... Maybe I'll get paired up with Colin Hurts here. would be perfect. I think it could happen? I,
1: I don't think so, but, I mean, you never know what could happen. Crazy things happen. Uh, Brian, I was going to say, too, one thing this is this is random as to be like a plug but you guys should look at doing like a five minute spot for carl's like carl's numbers session with these podcasts i thought that was interesting he came on and kind of gave his little breakdown it'd be interesting if he did that every week so It'd probably be a lot of
2: for him
0: yeah carl for sure brother. um
2: i mean i feel like i feel like this pod is kind of evolving i know zemer has uh found uh some has got plenty of time to contribute and uh carl's was good so m- maybe next session we can uh Make it a regular thing. If not every week, you know, maybe maybe every other or something like that. Whenever whenever the time times work out for everybody, um, I think everyone enjoys yeah, it. So
0: yeah, numbers are great, but I'm more about letters, mainly W. Fill up the W. <laughs> well, M- Carlos
2: did request that we we go over the stats that I uh, compiled. So I know I know I know Andy's got to go run off. He's got a meeting. Um, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Zemer look at these stats and then talk about talk about them so i'm gonna try sharing my screen right now with, with
1: you guys uh I got, well, you, can, you can take off whenever
2: you want andy congratulations on the
1: championship okay thanks man i was gonna say you guys thanks to to windsor and uh you know donnie and everybody else that does the league man i know it's a lot of work and it's cool man I've, I've traveled all over the country for work and this is this is the most fun i've had playing in the men's league it's it's neat the way it's set up and stuff so no, it takes a lot of work, so you, know, was, to... you look like no. you're
0: you look like yeah, you're man. gliding when you're walking right now. Like <laughs> I'm, are, you, are you on rollerblades? I am man. I just roll away around the house. But no.
1: Jeez. No.
0: I'm just walking
1: normal, man. Walk normal.
0: I gotta learn how to walk like you.
1: There you go. I was wanting to talk about the next session, Brian. I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna be able to uh, get to it. I might have to
2: can I log back onto this with you? I don't know. I don't know. But maybe we'll save it for when we have more more information about the draft up, Maybe we'll get you back on and we can talk about next session.
0: Keep it um, six players. Don't make it seven.
1: Yeah, I was wondering about the subs. That's my that's my big question: is what happens with the subs? Who the captains are, and then, you know, who's the first pick? Right? Like, I, I'm I'm predicting good right now. First pick. That's my that's my call. If they're
0: if those top guys aren't the captains, but. Well, anyways, mean, that should be an absolute no brainer at this point. Absolute no brainer. Yeah, but and Armda needs to get he needs to get paired up with Roy. I mean, it's just what needs to happen. You can't yeah, play like that and then not get stuck with Roy. And you should have seen Roy when he rolled in on Sunday. The guy was beyond fucked up. I mean, just a yeah. he looked like a weird dog with his hair just like mopped over the top and high on ecstasy and shit. Like,
1: <laughs> just, wife... And she's like, Who is that guy? Who was the guy over there? And I was like, Oh, I was trying to explain it. She's like, Oh, does he play in the league? I was like, Yeah, he plays. So yeah. Macy was, thought he
0: was a ref first time she saw him. I'm like, oh. I'm not sure he knows the rules, so you wouldn't be able to officiate either.
1: Yeah
0: uh, yeah. So but if Reese
1: is out, Mace is out, you're out, and they don't add any top tier guys, you're looking at a few a few guys like, you know, what you got you got Armga, you've got Booch, and then maybe you know you start to get into a little bit of a drop-off, but then you got you don't have as many top guys, so that'll be interesting for a draft with you know, the next session if, if there's no more studs added, I guess. Well, right, we could, we could mean, speculate it all day. Middle,
0: it just makes the middle-round guys more important, I mean, honestly. Yeah. All
1: right, we got we to we table that.
2: I think I'm messing up the plan. All right, man. Thanks for joining us. We'll have you back on someday. Congratulations. All
0: right. See you, Andy. All right. see you boys. Congrats. Fuck call.
2: <laughs> Zimmer, did you see my screen when I tried sharing it?
0: No, I didn't see your stats. Ah, were, fuck. The, were these stats from Sunday? No, they're from the whole season. I fucking took the time to go on GroupMe
2: and, like, enter them on a spreadsheet so we have averages and stuff. Um, hmm. If I can't share with you, I, I'll, uh, I guess I can give you some, or you can, uh, Let's see. I'll, I'll start with uh, the first round, the first rounders, and I'll give you some stat lines that um, I stood out to me. Um, obviously, Sean F. Uh, a- average 26, almost 27 points a game and 12 rebounds. Um, he's going to put those numbers up moving forward. I mean, he's going to be a beast moving forward. Why wouldn't he be considered a you know top three, top four pick?
0: Yeah, I think he probably will be. I mean,
2: yeah.
0: he was a first rounder of this session with Mason Reitz. You know he'll, for sure, be a top five guy. You know.
2: Yeah, and then you you also have uh, Reitz who who um, played only three games this year, but he was already, he was averaging thirty points a game for his. So if he comes back, I mean, I know you and Andy started talking about you know who would be the first round. There's not too much a to drop off after Booch. I think you can throw uh, Sean F and Reese into the category for those top four or five picks.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Reese, Word on the street is he's not playing. He's got some shoulder issue. But
2: he just signed up for morning ball. Oh, did he? Signed up for morning ball on Thursday.
0: Yep. Huh. I mean, I guess he knows the punishment on Sunday nights compared to morning ball. Morning ball is a little more fluff, but yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe he's looking to get back. He's been out a while, so hopefully he'll be good to go. I mean, uh, it's big time scorers, you know, it's big time scorers. Can you, can you it yeah. All right, so I just talked about the first round,
2: guys. You see up here it's the second round, and then the averages are underneath. Um, I know, I know, I know. Dylan made a was a was a stud most weeks, and he he had twenty five points uh, along with Connor and the second round guy, second round picks. Do a guys do guys like that that average twenty five points a game uh, make it to the end of the first round?
0: Where are the averages here? Are they on the oh okay? You see in my hair? Yeah. So it's, it's it's points,
2: assists, rebounds. That was the way they were. The stats were started in the beginning of the season so i was logging him that way so it's points assists, and then rebounds.
0: yeah i mean i i still hold i still hold connor with a ton of value just i mean he's a guy that he can pop off but at the same time he plays hard and he's also a guy you just you have to account for on the court at all times wherever he is and that opens up a lot of stuff for the other four guys. Uh, I, I think his value is extremely underappreciated. Um, you know, maybe I'm biased because I love playing with him. But, you know, he he doesn't need the ball in his hands. He plays off the ball, which I think is perfect for a lot of people. I think you would have, I mean, you got to pair him up with someone that's going to initiate offense, which yeah, th- that's the key for Connor. You don't want him to be the guy that, has to initiate offense, but right. Dylan, I mean, Dylan will probably be a first rounder. Um, yeah. I mean, Nate Ray might even be a first rounder.
2: Yeah. He, he, did a, he did a great job proving himself this year. And I think coming off the pandemic, he, he's improved the most physically and you know, his endurance is up and he's just faster. And Yeah. I think he, he's working on his basketball IQ, And I think his, his, his ceiling is still pretty high.
0: He's still feeling yeah. too. You know, you'll probably still see Sam Wilkinson in the first round. Uh, Nate Ray, another guy, awesome to play with, doesn't need the ball in his hands. Also a guy, though, that, you know, you want to have someone that he's playing with be more of the initiator on offense. You know, kind of same boat as Connor, except Connor's looking to shoot it more. Nate's looking to get to the hoop. But Siebert, another guy, I'm praying for my guy Siebert that he, he doesn't get thrown on just a complete debacle like he did. Last session, um, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to have to initiate offense either. He can, but that's not how he wants to play. He wants to play good, good team hoops. I, I actually think if somehow Siebert and Call could get paired up, those two would love playing with each other. But yeah, I that, was, that
2: does sound like a good match. Yeah, Don Call averaging five points game and eight boards, and and we're talking about him being like the X factor in
0: this league. Crazy. Yeah, it's intangibles. I mean, you know, you got to – a lot of people don't watch a basketball game. They they just look at the box score and the stat sheet, and they're like, oh, that guy played well. Well, I mean, a lot of people in the NBA talk about, like, P.J. Tucker, you know, how impactful that guy is. People that actually have deeper minds in the game of basketball understand how guys impact the game without scoring, you know. Just a simple you know checking a guy off a screen or bumping a cutter, you know all those little things end up mattering when you start to stack all those pieces, it ends up it ends up being extremely important for a team and when you get a guy with no ego and puts the team first and is willing to sacrifice those things that people you know and call loves to do that crap. he prides himself on all that shit that most people. You know, you couldn't pay him a hundred dollars to go out and try to do, and that's what makes him. That's what makes him valuable. You know,
2: yeah, and availability also is a huge factor too. You're talking about Dylan and Nate Ray that were drafted in the second round this year, all played played in all-time games, and now you're saying they could move up to the first round. I think availability is also a big thing,
0: and those guys showed up every week. Yeah, it's massive, absolutely massive. Right. I I think if you can't make, if you know. Already that you're not going to be able to make At least 70% you should just Sit it out to be honest It's not a knock on the guys that couldn't make it Due to injury or You know Mesh got asked to play in the league Obviously It dream, You know they didn't know he wasn't going to be able to make that many You know he probably didn't know how this league Operated either so
2: right, yeah. uh, At that the end of the season he admitted it He said he didn't know he said he feels bad When he, when he couldn't make it and he He enjoyed playing in the league, but he wouldn't commit to it again if he knew unless he knew he could make you know
0: be present more, yeah, so i I think uh, I think people need to really look at their schedules. you know, if people get sick or hurt, that's one thing. But I mean, if you know in advance before the draft that you can't make at least like seventy percent, it kind of kind of makes it more of a vulnerable spot, you know
2: right, let's let's move on to the third round picks. Um, at fast pat, um, some people love playing with him. Some people find it hard to get in rhythm with him. But 26 points, four assists, five rebounds a game. Um, pretty pretty hard to um, not acknowledge that that guy can is like a walking bucket when he gets hot.
0: Yeah, I mean he can score the ball. That's for sure. You know, I uh, I'm not sure how much of that is volume. You know, but. He was. He also led the third rounders in assists too. No one. No one was. Uh, he
2: had one more assist than everyone else in the third round. So he, not only is he taking a lot of shots, he was,
0: he was um, distributing the ball too. Yeah, and like I said, volume, having the ball in the hands <laughs> a lot, is is key to that. No, I mean it's not a not a knock. So obviously, they're
2: your guys, like Rona guys.
0: No, I, it's it's not a knock on no. him. I I mean that that team was a mess all session, and I don't think. Pat was even there most of the time, and um, yeah, he did. He only played seven games. You know, um, he's a guy. He's a guy with an extremely high ceiling. He'd be, he'd be another guy that would probably work really well with Call. You yeah, know, like a guy that can pop off and score, and you know, he can initiate a lot of offense. Uh, I think he's a little harder to pair with. Like, I didn't think him and Dietrich worked well together. Um, just because, I, I don't know, I, maybe Dietrich's rusty. I don't know. Dietrich doesn't say shit, but he's a guy that, I mean, if you know how to play with him, you can get a lot out of him, you know. But where I don't even have Dietrich on here. Um,
2: yeah, I, I, it's fine. Looking at his stats. And the third round, is Justin the third round version of Don Call? I mean, only averaging eight points and five boards, but he makes an impact because he does all the bit of the intangibles? Is he a poor man's call? or? Not they're
0: not comparable. Yeah, I mean to a certain extent. Um, I mean, obviously, a little more offensive orientated, but his ability to stretch a court, um, just being smart. You know, yeah. it, he, sometimes I think he's a little over selective on his shots. He could, you know, look to shoot a little more. But you know, the thing with Justin is if, whenever I play with him, if I'm in the post. Or I'm on the wing or wherever, he's gonna throw the ball. You know, you don't have to worry about like the pass coming. So I mean like the ball moves, he plays defense, plays with a high IQ. It's it's an easier overall team concept. Yeah, the the ceiling might not be as high as fast pat, you know, but you know, I get I guess that's what makes the league unique, you know. You're gonna go for the guy that has a higher ceiling but might be a little more might rock the boat a little more. You're going to go for the guy that's, you know, going to put the boat and cruise and yeah, sail follow, the ship. But,
2: and work as a team. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's what makes the dynamic of this league. Interesting. You know, you got a lot of guys that are high talents, and then you got a lot of guys that might not be quite as good, but you know, they, they play with a little more poise and they put their ego to the backside a little more and, and they, they function as a team a little better, so I mean, that's kind of the the risk reward of a lot of uh, draft spots. I think P- pairing yeah, I, the right guys up is huge.
2: Yeah, and I think I think we didn't talk about Watts or Aikum. Uh Their stats probably lower than what they would be in any other sessions, and they just because they didn't really fit in with their team. Um, Watts really was never like a threat on on Rocky's team. I felt like he was always the afterthought. Um, with as far as like game planning, I mean, it was always like you know, we gotta stop Armga, we can't let, you know, this guy go and and it was always watched to kinda of let let him, you know, float and take jumpers, but he never really got engaged. And same with Akum. Both of guys only played seven games too, so um, you know, they weren't yeah. really a consistent part of the team.
0: I mean, Akam's is hard to judge just because, you know, that Savotski team, I you know, we'll just we'll just give that whole team a pass, I think. You know, it was Tough for tough for all of them, you know, but yeah, Watts is a guy that I mean Armgood dominated the ball, and Connor was the next guy to to take shots, and I think Watts does a lot of his damage um, attacking the hoop with the ball. So and yeah, in the past
2: he's dominated dominated the glass. He still did average seven boards a game. Um, he, and I remember when I played with him in the past, he would he, he would get those seven, eight boards a game and and most of them would be with put back follow ups and um I don't know I don't know because he's hanging around the perimeter more and he wasn't crashing the boards. But I know when he was on my team that was an after this tournament is like go up and get the ball and put it back in.
0: Yeah, I think what makes Watts good is when he's flying around um in the open court and crashing offensive right. rebounds You know, and blocking shots on defense. That
2: yeah.
0: That's when he's at his best. But yeah, I don't know. I you know, I I'm interested to see once we get more information out on on how this next session's you know gonna line up and who's all gonna be playing. There's uh there's some guys I have a lot of value. A lot of value with. I'm I'm hoping I'm allowed to pick if if they have uh Donnie section of guys, what is that, fourth round guys? If if they do that it's yeah, cool. we can start talking about them. Yeah, if uh, cool. If they do that group as captains, uh Donny said he'd let me pick his team, so oh thats yeah i I think I talked about going Siebert Andy Fox, and then uh probably Savatsky Townsend Neal, just just to get Donnie off to a hot start run
2: it, run it back see yeah if you can, see if just your coach how good of a coach you are yep, um those, 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 fourth round, those fourth round those round round um stats. Uh, one that stands out to me is, is Dave and TJ had a, basically the same lines. Um, TJ, everyone knows TJ's game, he, he's, a, he's a catch and shoot guy, and um, Dave has kind of stepped himself as kind of a clone to him. I feel like they both played the role on their team, and they're, they're that's like a guy in the fourth round you can get. And if you've built your team right, that's, that's a good fit,
0: yeah. And I mean, the nice part about TJ is he's smart, you know, he stretches the yeah. court. Um, yeah, I mean. I think fourth-round guys are extremely important, too, you know. You just – like, Gibbs is a guy I love. Gibbs goes out and he guards. You know, I I love the fact that he got more aggressive looking to score this session. But he guards. He's unselfish, no ego. He can shoot it, score it, drive it. He can do a lot of different things. Um, As long as he stays aggressive, you know, it's – He's a really good fit. Yeah, so. I feel
2: like he. I feel like he fits into that Don Call, Justin category of you know, intangibles. He does everything um, outside the you know the, the traditional stats. Um, yeah. And and I, I feel like if a team, I would be shocked if a team like you know reach for him at the end of the third one of these years. Um, I think he's just a kind of of a quiet guy that kind of goes under the radar.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: how about how about Lefty yeah. Andy in the getting him in the fourth round and him average having the, leading the league in assists. Um, we all know he's a great passer, but um, he he kind of fills the stat sheets. He does a little bit of everything. He he, he can score the ball. He he distributes it and uh, yeah. rebounds. Uh, and He's a
0: he's a really clever player. I think I think uh, you uh, you want to make sure you don't have like someone else that you know is a high high dominant ball handler with Lefty Andy. So I mean. I don't know, like, I would never pair him up with, like, a fast pad or a Pettigrew or – I mean, not that Pettigrew is ball dominant, but if I'm taking Pettigrew, I prefer him to be the initiator on offense. So, I mean, it, like, lefty Andy, I think, is, is a nice pick in the fourth round, especially if you pair him up Oh with, yeah, like, some big guys that can shoot it and set mm-hmm. screens. He's good in ball screens. So, yeah, I mean – you know, it, it's all about situation and who you got and when you're getting them. So,
2: um, let's see. Uh, Donnie didn't have, didn't have his his best year. Um, he he's got like, like maybe he is like a of the in the fall into the Don call category of if that line doesn't you know really show up. But he does. He definitely made an impact. He he can he can defend multiple positions and you know he'll always make the right pass and he's always flashing and keeping the offense moving. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyone else you wanted to talk about in the fourth round?
0: Uh, should we talk about Jason Towns?
2: Was, the floor is yours.
0: Yeah, we better not.
2: I'll say. I'll say what he showed up. He showed up for all ten games.
0: That is important. Av-
2: available and ready to play hoops.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, he's another guy you got to get him on the right. Team. Get him on the right. Right team, you know, it's fortunately him and Neil, I don't think were the right, the right mix. And, that, that
2: was, that was like Sebastian's game plan. No, he wanted to get those two guys.
0: Yeah. I think that so, was, you know, they're all buddies. So yeah. You know, playing as buddies, playing with your buddies is fun until you stink. Right. Yeah. Um. So I was when Towns was a captain
2: and he kind of did that and won in 2018. He won with uh, town, Jake B, Connor, uh, Volt, Nate Lewis is on that squad. Um, so yeah. Um, who, who's I the mean, other? They, they, who, who's the other guy on that team? I have to look up the. I, know, I guess you can see this here. Um. What, what year did we say it was? Nate Lewis, Sam Pettigrew. Yeah, so Sam, Nate Lewis, Jake
0: B, Connor. I mean,
2: that's a, That's a. That's a heavy guard heavy team
0: i was on that team
2: oh you were <laughs> that's oh, when a,
0: lewis and i got there, traded yeah. for uh tyler and benny Brust.
2: oh that was for a trade too wow yeah oh yeah kudos to Towns making trades and winning championships Yeah, another another team this year made trades won a championship
0: yeah i mean how often how often is nate lewis going to be the the fourth fiddle
2: yeah yeah that was a nice Nice squad. Um, all right, the last round guys. I know Andy, me, you, and Andy were were talking yesterday about some of the guys that don't belong in this league. I think that's what makes this league cool. The that guys that aren't as talented and don't have the physical uh, attributes of some of the people that like, can still play in this league and be a part of it. Um, I'm gonna, I'll toot my own horn. I I had a good season. I scoring the ball. I averaged four rebounds a game. I don't, I feel like that's more than you should be getting from me, some of my size. Um, but then there's guys at at the end of the at the end of the list at the end of the draft that you know have to contribute in some ways. What do you um,
0: thought? Um. Yeah, four rebounds for you. Yeah. Holy shit! I was all over the place, man. That's something. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think basketball is uh an interesting sport. Because, you know, I mean, you look at the Lakers in the NBA and you look at it on paper and you're like, man, this is, this is a lot of good stuff here. I mean, Westbrook, LeBron, AD, you know, fucking Mellow off the bench, you know, some couple decent young pieces. But then you realize, man, this doesn't really work. And then you look at some other teams that, Know how to play together, and you're like, "Huh? How is this team better than that team?" It's just the sheer aspect of cohesion and chemistry, and being familiar with one another, and knowing how to play is so important. Get... And Andy,
2: Andy talked about it with um, how much the team talked, and how him and Sean took his kids to the monster trucks, like. No, just knowing what you're, you know, even when you're talking on the phone, knowing what your 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 teammate's gonna say, it, it translates to the floor, knowing what they're gonna do, and you react the right way. and Definitely,
0: hundred percent. And and when you genuinely like the guys you play with too, and you trust them and you believe in them, it it becomes contagious. And oh. on the court, you know, all six of those guys, you know, they they played for one another. There was there's no ego out there trying to you know be the hero so i think that's that's the thing if if you can get guys in this league to to all play as one it it carries a ton of weight no matter how individually good the other team is and that's the biggest aspect of this league that some people I still don't even think think about it, but literally playing as a team and working together and having some sort of bond on or off the court, whatever, goes a long ways in this league compared to, you know, we're going to roll in on Sunday and I'm going to go score 25 points and come home and tell my wife and kids how great they played on Sunday. <laughs> you know, well, did you win? No. Well, I scored 25 you know twenty five and ten the loss, you know well, who cares <clears throat> but that that's my two cents. get guys yeah, to, uh, to buy in and play together and have fun and once you have fun and you play together and build that chemistry and enjoy showing up and playing, you know the winning and losing will take care of itself after that, you know, yeah.
2: Uh, I want to shout out a couple more guys from the, the fifth round there. DJ, uh, no, nobody gives him any, uh, any credit offensively, but he is a beast on the boards. He averaged nine boards a game. Uh, and that's, that's getting someone in the last round. Uh, he's been the last pick before. Um, and if you get someone in the last round that can contribute at a high, at a high clip rebounding, um, that's pretty good. And, and I, I want to talk about Ricky, who is a three-point monster. Didn't even average three points a game. Just fell just short with 2.86. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just – I know I know we keep stats, and it's fun to talk about them. And I know you're an anti-stat guy and you think it's pointless. But if it's pointless, why do we keep it? We uh, Rocky made a point. We invest a lot of money in these stats. Uh, let's make fun of or praise people that have good luck, good stat lines, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's uh, it's easier for us to dissect a stat sheet. You know, yeah, I, I normally like to to see with my eyes what's happening. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the stats, they tell a story, sure, um, you know, efficiency rate and taking care of the basketball and all that stuff. But you know, the hockey assist. That doesn't get talked about. That doesn't show up in the stat sheet. The passes. That,
2: yeah, that's the Don Call effect. that's the doing the yeah. intangibles. We we but mentioned the guys like Justin and Gibbs that do that type of thing.
0: It, it the extra pass is one of the most underrated aspects of of basketball. Um turning on good shots for great shots. Uh but yeah, I mean you look at those last round guys and how they can be an asset to your team, you know, BJ. Rebounding specialist. Um, if you can get, just get BJ to not shoot those corner threes off the side of the backboard and crunch time, it'd be fine. Uh, and and Ricky, I mean, he knows his role, you know he's yeah. gonna, and Ricky spaces the court. He's gonna give you a, he's gonna give you hard minutes. he's gonna throw his weight around. That's huge. Roy, you know, he might not all be there, but Roy knows his position on his team. you know, he's there to give guys breaks, come in shoot a few open shots, you know, and I think that's, that's important, you know, as, as long as those guys, you know, can buy into the role and play hard, which I don't think you have to, you don't have to worry about a lot of, a lot of effort from a lot of those guys, you know, that they're happy to to play hoops and and that's, what's important. And, And yeah, I, I don't know. I am looking forward to next session here. To...
2: Yeah, I can't wait. I would have, well definitely when more information comes out about the player pool and the captains, we'll have to jump on back on here and let you speculate all you want. Um, I we didn't talk about the captains. I'm going to throw out a couple of uh, uh stats that stand out. Uh, Peterson averaged a double double with ten points and ten rebounds a game.
0: Lewis Bud re- triple double, ten turnovers too. Oh, ten wait, turnovers. Yeah, I
2: forgot those. Yeah, uh, Lou Lewis averaged almost eighteen a game. Uh, that was why he was you know going To be picking last in this draft because he was had the most offensive uh, impact in the game. Uh, let's see who else Tyler led the league and uh, uh, led the captains in assist. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a overall good, good, good season. I can't wait for next season. Um, and we kind of talked about it earlier about keeping this pod going, having Carlos be a regular. I know Zemer, since you're not playing, I hope you'll, you'll join us next session
0: as often as you did this one. Yeah, I got. I got nothing but time here. So all right. Um yeah, I, I thought the captains I like the captains. They were all across the board pretty even. They all they all had their own um different strengths and weaknesses, which I think a lot of those captains tried to to draft around their their personal strengths and weaknesses. But yeah, I thought the captains were perfect, you know. Um so. All right. Well, Outside I got a roll. Yep, I got a roll. Sucks. Uh, Fuck Windsor. So um, Go does Gonzaga.